The Daily Rios, for Thursday, June 13th, 2013. On Podcasting Returns. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Daily Rios. In the past On Podcasting episodes, I've talked about content, I've talked about developing a podcast, I've listed the top five podcasts I wish were still around, I talked about recording panels at conventions, I've talked about niche comic book podcasting, the various topics that have yet to be explored within the world of comic book podcasting. These are all just guidelines, thoughts I can share based on my own experience. I don't necessarily believe there are a set of rules or one way to do things, but along the way I found things that work and things that don't. So that's where most of these ideas come from. Which brings us to yet another on-podcasting topic, a question from a listener on listener donations. This is from Dan Kurtzke of The Lantern Cast, which you can find at lanterncast.com. And the hosts are Dan and Jim and Chad, and then there's also Jason and James. They've done 160 episodes since November 2008. They've cover, they cover all the world of Green Lantern. They've done episodes on... Green Lantern Mosaic, that 90s series featuring John Stewart. They've done a bunch of episodes on some Elseworlds issues. Uh, basically, they're coming up on their fifth anniversary, so if you like Green Lantern, you should listen to the Lantern cast. So, Dan wants to hear more on the medium and practice of podcasting. So he writes, I thought I'd stir things up a little and ask you to talk in greater detail about your thoughts on podcasters getting money from listeners. You've already made it pretty clear that you're not a fan of this, and a podcaster should be prepared to handle their own costs. But are there qualifiers that make it okay in your eyes? Now, I'm going to interrupt Dan's email right there, just to make sure we're all on the same ground here in terms of what he's asking and where this is coming from. Firstly, uh, he says, podcasters getting money from listeners. And, and he mentions that I'm not a fan of this. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. Crowdsourcing, as it's come to be known, has been one of the aspects of podcasting from the beginning in various stages and various forms. Crowdsourcing, in the sense of a donation, monetary or otherwise, is something that has played out for years in podcast land. Now, I'll speak specifically to my own experience as the co-host and producer of CGS on this one. In the early days, donations came to us at CGS, mostly unsolicited. David Price took care of our domain name for two years. We had a listener donate a Flickr Pro account for our photo galleries. A listener came up with the CGS emblem. We used to get recording equipment, comics to read, comics to review, artwork for the website, or, or maybe artwork based on something that was said in an episode. The way it all seemed to work is we would get the donation unsolicited. Of course we would talk about it on an episode because that's the polite thing to do. And we were genuinely excited about it. And the next thing you know, more would pop up in one form or another. Basically, donation begat donation. 
And it really worked both ways. We gave away a lot of books on our show and a lot of stuff on our show. We would get review copies from publishers and we would give them away as trivia prizes or contest prizes. When Leo McGovern uh, lost his comic book collection because of Katrina, and he wasn't a listener of the show, it was just a news story that people picked up, I personally took up a donation drive with the listeners to send him comics to try and start a new collection for him. And that was something that he would later talk about in the graphic novel A.D., New Orleans After the Deluge by Josh Neufeld. You know, all of those things, as all things CGS for the most part, all of that happened really organically and, and grew from one aspect or another. I find that is something very true of other podcasts, the popular ones at the time that weren't comic book based, the ones that were comic book based, you know, people sending stuff to other people because we were excited and it was a sharing of ideas and content and you wanted to help people out that you liked because they were part of the larger community, you know, people that you listened to day in and day out, or you realized you had a community whose strengths and experience and expertise could be utilized to bring everyone together and to push the medium forward. None of it felt, felt forced, and all of it felt truly worthy. So, to Dan's statement, and why he would get the impression that I'm not a fan of podcasters getting money from listeners, it probably has to do with this. Hi, everybody. Before we get to our next episode, I wanted to ask you to consider not leaving a tip at my website, thedailyrios.com, and joining what I'm calling the League of the Daily Rios Listeners Tired of Podcasters Threatening Their Audience with Going to a Pay Model, or Lot Dwalt Optog Topum for short. Remember, The Daily Rios is like no other comics podcast out there. Think about it. Your average comic book takes about 10 to 20 minutes to read, and I have no idea how those two things even connect. Here at The Daily Rios, we give you two to three hours every week, bringing you in-depth conversations, apparently with myself, while others kiss ass with the top creative minds in pop culture entertainment. We're in our eighth year of podcasting, and being a theater guy, I've always avoided being paid for shows anyway. But the reality is, there are production costs. Updating equipment, traveling to conventions for more ass-kissing, I mean guest interviews, and panels, like the one I held at C2E2, on the floor of a hallway. Or frankly, earning something for the effort of producing 10 to 12 hours of show content every month. That's right, I said it. Earning something for the effort of producing something no one told me to produce in the first place. We're there for you every week with fresh entertainment here on The Daily Rios. And who the hell is this we, anyway? I know money is tight for all of us. That's why I'm happy to keep the show a free product as long as possible. But if you can swing a couple dollars, do me a favor and do so now before I punish you and make you pay for all the free entertainment I've been giving you for eight years, you freeloaders! Go to the front page of thedailyreels.com. Try and look for the donate button. Guess what? It's not there. Check out the front page of thedailyreels.com. I just repeated myself, because by now, you've probably blacked out anyway. As always, thank you for your listenership and support. And now, on to the show. That was a spoof I created and played on the Daily Rios based on an ad I heard on the Word Balloon podcast. An ad that I discovered was being played at the beginning of several episodes for a while. 
And the spoof was made because word balloon host John Suntress and I were going round and round on Twitter on some dumb topic or another, and I was looking for something on one of his episodes when I came across that promo asking listeners, in essence, to pitch in and donate to the podcast because, darn it, isn't it so good and, and so different from any other podcast out there? And look at all the content it has provided over the years for free. And, and to keep it free, listeners should donate because, damn it, that podcaster earned it. And he really doesn't want to, but someday he may have to switch to a pay model and it'll be all your fault. Now, I'm poking fun as the spoof poke fun, sort of. But that promo and the underlying mentality is completely different than what I was describing earlier. What I took issue with, and maybe what Dan thought I meant uh, in a general sense, but really what I took issue with, and what I take issue with, is the implied threat, for lack of a better word, that if the listeners didn't ante up and pay up, that the podcast was going to have no choice but to fold itself into a pay model, which is what I stated right at the beginning, right? I said at the at the beginning of the near the beginning of the spoof, listeners tired of podcasters threatening their audience with going to a pay model, right? Now don't get me wrong, I fully understand there are podcasts that you have to pay for or that have some kind of pay model to them, but I find the conceit of that to be asking a little too much of the listeners, especially in terms of, I should be given donations because I've produced all of this wonderful content for you listeners. I've earned it. It's that presentation. It's that description that made me balk. So... To wrap it back up to Dan's first paragraph, no, I don't have problems with podcasters receiving money from listeners. I do have issues with podcasters guilt-tripping their listeners into paying. And I fully understand that someone may be listening to this and they might think, well, Peter, that's really just your interpretation of that promo, which, you know what, totally fine. But as someone who has been through various donation drives and decisions in how to present that material, and I've seen and heard various donation drives on other podcasts, that promo came across as damn ballsy. So, Dan, I don't think podcasters have to solely be prepared to handle their own costs. I think, for the most part, most donations are viable and honest and awesome. For me, it's not that donations are bad, except for a few exceptions, it's the other way around. Flip it. To me, donations are amazing, except for the ones that are begged for or brought about by guilt tripping or from, from some kind of threat or just feel fake and surfacy and dishonest. So what else does Dan have to say on this topic? Let me go back to his email. He says, I won't name names, but I've been running into more and more podcasts who try to encourage donations by offering up full episodes that are exclusive to donors. There's one I just recently found that does a yearly donation drive in which donors receive a whole list of full episodes that will never be released for free on the feed. 
Another podcast I listened to started offering up new exclusive episodes every few months behind a $2 paywall on Bandcamp. Another allows listeners to decide the programming of a specific episode if they donate a minimum amount. Does the fact that they're offering you more of the content you already want enjoy make up for the fact that they're asking you for money, or does the whole thing get the rug pulled out from under it when you think about the fact that you're basically being charged for something that you already get for free? Dan, I think the difference there is that the content they want to provide is optional. It's not an all-or-nothing thing, right? I don't know the specifics beyond what you were describing, but perhaps it's a way to say, hey, we know people want to donate, we've been getting some donations, so why not build something for those people? It's not that everyone is being charged, it's not mandatory, it's an option, and I think that's a much better path for donations, right? Give content, give something that they can't get elsewhere, then trying to make the whole of a podcast into a pay model, especially after years of being free, and suddenly switching to a pay model after that? Look, I used to listen to Howard Stern religiously from 1989, uh, around 1989-1990 onward. When he went to Satellite, I stopped listening. But when he was free, during the years when he was on radio, and, you know, he would do a pay-per-view special, or he put out his book, or a CD. I bought it. It was fully to support him. It was getting new different content, stuff that I wanted, and it was optional. Either I picked it up or I didn't. What it wasn't was suddenly I had to get everything for, for a pay when I used to be getting it for free. And that that's when he went to Satellite, I said, well, I love him, but I don't love him that much. All right, finally, the last paragraph here in Dan's uh, email, he says, and just so I don't let you off the hook, how do your feelings about this issue reflect some of the things done by CGS in the past? I don't know if they still do it or not, but the guys used to push for sales of the Comic Geek Speak app and would release episodes exclusive to that app to try and get people to buy it. I realize the price point is completely different from what we've been talking about, but the point is the same. Or is it? Is the mentality of, well, it's only a dollar a factor here? And correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Comic Geek Speak's first mixer donated by a listener? I admit I am trying to bait you a little bit here, but all in good fun. Keep talking, Peter, and I'll keep listening. Now, obviously, some of that uh, stuff in that paragraph should already be addressed when I talked at the beginning of the episode about how, um, you know, I don't have a problem with... Uh, uh, getting donations and, and podcasters receiving donations, and it's more about the way a certain um, donation drive came about. But to answer this paragraph, you know, especially about the app, the app exclusive content wasn't to try and get people to buy it. Again, it, it was the reverse. It was a way to say thank you for buying it. And that's different. You know, I was there when the app was being built. And, you know, as the producer of Comic Geek Speak at the time, uh, you know, I used to think about a lot of this stuff and, and how it was presented and, and to, you know, to make sure it was fair and, and it was good for the listeners always. You know, the app 
it was really a way to get the show out there on mobile devices because that's where things were going with with smartphones, etc. People were asking us for this app. So, you know, Brian took it Brian took it upon himself to, you know, find a way to build this app and and we could get the stuff out there. You know, again, it happened organically. We built it. People could listen to apps on the fly. Uh, you know, it was a good thing to get uh, get the shows out there because of the demand. So in turn, because it had to be purchased, we fully believed in in providing content so that people thought it was worth it. Um, we did a few episodes. I think the Muppet episode went on there. I did a few Shipping This Week weekly episodes. I had plans to do other things, but I probably by that time I, I was already off the show. So again, when I said donations should be looked at in a positive light and that there are negative exceptions to it, the same thing applies here. When it came to that app, the content wasn't built to bring people in. It wasn't done from that kind of capitalistic view. It was because people were buying the app and I felt they deserved something special. And eventually some of that stuff wound up on the site anyway. So, so donations. Good thing, absolutely, except when they are done in a manner that feels forced. In that same paragraph, Dan mentions that CGS got a mixer donated by a listener. And you know what? It just goes back to what I was saying about listeners just sending us stuff, mixers, mics, because they wanted the show to be better sounding. And we appreciated that, and we made sure everything went back to the show, everything went back to better the show for the listeners. Not because we felt we were being short-shrifted, not because we thought we needed to get this stuff because of what we did. You know, it was always about trying to earn the listener's ear, make sure to make sure and ensure that they were getting everything that they should get for all the support that they were giving us. I mean, we had I fairly certain we had a fundraiser for equipment. I did a fundraiser for Brian's first child. Uh, my sister is trying to crowdsource for a dance studio that she's starting up in Reading. I mean, look, you're listening to someone who got people together to send Julie and Lytle out to MorrisonCon. I'm all about donations. I'm all about crowdsourcing. I think it's a powerful tool, but it shouldn't be a gimme it shouldn't feel like a necessity. It should be something people want to do, not what they have to do. And finally, just a note, because I want to make sure this is clear. Sponsorships are a different beast altogether. I don't consider sponsorships donations per se. So what I said here probably doesn't immediately translate to the world of sponsorships. That's really another topic for another time. So Dan, thanks for that. I, I really always enjoy when listeners send in feedback that can kick off an entire episode. That's awesome. It's almost like getting a donation. <laughs> uh, I imagine I'll get some feedback on this one. Oh boy. Anyway, um, so if you want to send me an email, you know where to find me, Peter at thedailyreels.com. You can go to the website, thedailyreels.com, and leave a comment in the episode section. Or you can follow me on Twitter, Peter J. Rios. Go listen to the Lantern Cast. And hey, if you have a favorite podcast out there and they have a donate button on their website or an address somewhere and you feel like you want to donate something, do it. Do it. It should come from the listeners 
or at the very least, it should be a donation because you really do enjoy the content and you're just glad to be part of the community and you it should never feel like you should have to do it. So, All right, that's me signing off. I'll see you tomorrow.